G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Dr. Michael Youssef, beginning this episode of Leading the Way Audio. I've been around long enough to understand that God the Holy Spirit who authored the Bible and God who made us knew that there are people who are happy to accept God's plan for their life, but only if they like it. A.W. Tozer once said, all believers have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit does not have all believers. Every day is packed with decisions and circumstances impacting both life today and the years to come. That's why it's important to rely on God for even the simplest of decisions. Today on Leading the Way, Dr. Yusuf shares wisdom from the book of Proverbs. It's a message he's called... The path of wisdom. Listen with me as he begins. The feeling of being lost can be very frightening. Those of us as children or even as adults have ever been in that situation, you know what I'm talking about. The condition of knowing or not knowing which way to go can be scary. The experience of not having a sense of direction can be devastating. And that is why we talk about those who have not known the forgiveness and the assurance of heaven through Jesus Christ as lost people. Every one of us were lost at some point in our lives, but God found us and brought us to Himself. Sometimes lost people don't know that they're lost. But one of the tragedies is that when there are people who even when they know they've lost their way can be too prideful to ask for directions. I know we joke about how men don't ask for directions and I I understand that. But you know, in fact, I read recently that this has actually had a historical precedence. And I read about this historical precedence this week back in 1492. <laughs> Christopher Columbus set sail for the Orient and he ended up in the Caribbean. <laughs> and thus set the pattern that has continued for 500 years. <laughs> Even today, many men still would not ask for directions when they get lost on the road. <laughs> in fact, every time I don't ask for directions, I get lost. Whether it is in driving or in real life, it works the same way. It really does. When I look back at all the mistakes in my life, whether they're big or small, there is one theme that runs through all of my mistakes in life are the times when I did not ask the Lord for direction. I want you to turn with me, please, to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. We saw in the first message 
We heard with our ears the plea of wisdom from Proverbs chapter 1. Then we looked in chapter 2 in the last message. We experienced, literally felt the protection of wisdom and the secret of that protection. And here today we're going to look at the path of wisdom. And there are three things about the path of wisdom that I want to tell you right up front. Number one, it is built on trust, verses 1 to 12. Secondly, it is bent on truth, verses 13 to 22. Thirdly, its bounty is tranquility, verses 23 to 35. First, the path of wisdom is built on absolute, unqualified trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The key verses here are verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. What is Solomon saying here? I want you to listen to me very carefully. Solomon is saying that there is only one way to trust God, and that is complete trust. That there has to be a complete trust in the counsel that comes to us from the Word of God without modification. That there has to be a total trust in the roadmap that's provided to us from the Word of God without improving on it. That there has to be an unqualified trust in the direction that is given to us in the Word of God without addition or subtraction. That there has to be a complete trust in the sovereign rule and plan of God for our lives. That there has to be an absolute unqualified acceptance of God's leadership without stipulation. You say, wait a minute, what do you mean stipulation? Let me tell you something. I've been around long enough to understand that God the Holy Spirit who authored the Bible and God who made us knew that there are people who are happy to accept God's plan for their life, (laughs) but only if they like it. There are a whole lot of people who are more than willing to sing, where he leads me I will follow. But as long as God is leading them in the direction they want to go, there are some people who are more than willing to follow Jesus, but only if he is going in their direction. There are people who are delighted to serve Jesus, but as long as Jesus is in the right place at the right time and for the right price. A.W. Tozer once said, all believers have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit does not have all believers. Does the Holy Spirit have you? The path to wisdom is built on complete trust in God, not half-hearted trust, not qualified trust, not occasional trust, not convenient trust, not as need basis trust, no, unqualified trust. Trust in His wisdom, trust in His plan, trust in His will for your life, trust in His purpose in your life, trust in His direction, trust in His choices for you, trust in His character. Please hear me right on this one. I don't want you to misunderstand me. Any trust that is conditional, any trust that is incomplete, dishonors God. It really does. 
It insults him. A divided heart, a double-mindedness are almost as bad as not trusting at all. Now, beloved, listen to me. You must understand that God is a patient God. God is long-suffering. And God understands that when a new believer walking with him and, and, and he or she having a hard time getting into that complete trust, God is patient. God is long-suffering. God understands. But when a believer keep on not trusting, not trusting, not trusting, the Bible said, verse 12 of Proverbs says that God is going to discipline this hard-hearted Christian. The Lord reproves whom he loves. Listen to me. Do you know what the number one reason why Christians do not tithe or give offering on top? Do you know what the number one reason is? Distrust. They distrust God. They really do. Give it all kinds of sanctimonious reasons. That is the bottom line. So they stash away what God has given to them. But why? Well, you know, for a rainy day. <laughs> or what if my business doesn't do as well next year? Oh, wait a minute. Who gave you what you've got now? God, then why on earth will he not provide for you tomorrow? Distrust. Distrust. And that is why verse 9, look at verse 9 of Proverbs 3, Solomon goes on directly from says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. He goes into verse 9 and says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your produce. All your produce. Not some of them. What does that mean? What is Solomon telling us here? Here's what he's saying. If you truly trust God to prosper you, you have to give him the cream of the crop, not the bottom of the barrel. That if you truly, completely trust in God's provision for your tomorrow, you would write the first check, not the last one. If you truly trust God to give you favor with him and with others, then you will place him on top of your budget, not at the bottom of it. The path of wisdom. The path of wisdom is built on trust. Trusting the Lord with all your heart, with all you are, with all you have. Secondly, Solomon is telling us that the path of wisdom is bent on the truth. Look at verses 13 to 22 of Proverbs chapter 3. You know, people are forever looking for happiness. After all, it's written in the Constitution, is it not? It's our birthright. And this is how they see it. They walk out on their marriage. Why? I'm not happy. I'm looking for happiness. They walk out on their jobs. Why? I'm not happy. I'm looking for happiness. They go from church to church, Bible teacher to Bible teacher. Why? They're looking for somebody to make them happy. Listen to me, beloved. The truth is you will never find happiness that way. The truth of the Word of God consistently teaches that there is no happiness. There can be no happiness apart from holiness. The devil is forever muddying the truth. He's forever muddying the truth. Forever convoluting the truth. 
We get it from every direction. Everywhere we go, the devil is forever deceiving us into thinking that happiness can be found in the next relationship, that happiness can be found in the next business deal, that happiness can be found in the next exotic place that you need to visit. Happiness can be found in the next experience. Happiness can be found when you accumulate certain amount of wealth. Let me promise you, when you get there, that won't be enough. There's got to be more. But the path of wisdom is bent on truth. And the truth is this, that there can be no happiness apart from holiness. Write it down. Mark it in your Bible. If Solomon was writing in the light of the New Testament, in the light of the cross of Christ, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he would have written verses 13 and 14 of chapter 3 of the book of Proverbs, he would have written the following words, happiness can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our wisdom. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Screwtape Letters, if you haven't read that book, you need to read it. Screwtape is the senior devil to whom Wormwood, the junior devil, reports. They have a direct reporting relationship. And Wormwood's job was to ensure the guiding of a certain client, of his client, guiding him safely all the way to hell. That was his job. Unfortunately for Wormwood, he fails. His client becomes a Christian. So Screwtape writes Wormwood series of letters, not only to castigate and threaten him, but also to instruct him in the ways to prevent his client from becoming a mature Christian. Do you know that once the devil loses you out of his clutches and you become a believer in Jesus Christ and you're born of the Spirit of God, he builds all his overtime hours working to keep you immature, to keep you in your worries, to keep you in your anxiety, to keep you focused on your problems, to keep you focused on yourself, to keep you focused on this thing or the other thing, so that you remain immature. That's what he does. All his overwork, all his overtime hours are built because he's working hard to keep you from maturing into the likeness of Jesus Christ. One letter deals with that whole question of pleasure and happiness that Screwtape writes to his understudy, Wormwood. And Screwtape confesses, he said, that the pursuit of pleasure can be a useful tool for evil spirits to use in order to ensnare human beings. But then he goes on to confess, to say, you know, this can be a problematic tool. <laughs> Why? He said, because pleasure is truly God's invention. So Screwtape instructs his understudy to distort pleasure. The formula for hell, Screwtape says, is very simple. Offer an ever-increasing craving for an ever-decreasing pleasure. The supreme goal is to get a man's soul for nothing. How profound. Happy is the one who finds wisdom and the path of wisdom that is bent on the truth 
not on twisted truth, not on half-truth, not found in having one foot in the world and one foot with Christ. That will not bring you happiness whatsoever. Why? Because the path of wisdom is bent on truth. And only truth can bring you true wholeness, contentment, joy, fulfilled life, however long you may live or short you may live. The path of wisdom is built on trust. Secondly, the path of wisdom is bent in truth. And then thirdly, the path of wisdom's bounty is tranquility. I want you to hear me right. The reason there are so many Christians today who are not living in peace and tranquility in the midst of the world's turmoil can be actually illustrated in this true story. It's a story of a Sunday school teacher who was speaking to her eight-year-old boys in the class. And she was telling them the story that Jesus told about Lazarus and the rich man. And she tried to dramatically illustrate how Lazarus suffered, how he was deprived of all worldly goods, and yet he was contented. He was peaceful. But this rich man was self-centered, was self-focused, was a man who was ambitious, a man who could not care less about anybody else. She dramatically illustrated how Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham, rejoicing and happy and contented, while this rich man was tormented every second of every minute of every hour of every day. And then she turned to the boys in her class. And she said, boys, which would you rather be, Lazarus or the rich man? Whereupon one boy's hand was raised. He said, I would like to be the rich man while I'm living and Lazarus when I die. (laughs) Now, beloved, I want to tell you, just listen to me. This boy summarized what so many people in our culture think. He really does. They think they can live for themselves in this life and then inherit the kingdom of God. They think that they can just coast along the kingdom of this world and then inherit the kingdom of heaven. How false. How tragic. And if you are a child of God, hear me right, if you are a child of God, redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, deep down, you know that this is an impossibility. You cannot have it both ways. And because of that knowledge, deep down, you don't have peace and tranquility. You're trying to live like the rich man lived in the story of Jesus. But then you want to be where Lazarus was. Deep down, you don't enjoy contentment in life. Deep down, you know that tranquility can only be the trophy of wisdom's path. I want to share with you something I learned from the Word of God today. I was reading the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Listen to what he said. He said, I have learned to be contented in whatever state I'm in. For all these years, it somehow escaped me. The word learned. That's a key word. Write it down. Learned. He said, I've learned. 
He was not born knowing how to be contented. None of us are. None of us are. There is restlessness inside of us. There is ruthlessness inside of us. But the Apostle Paul said, I've learned. It's a lesson that you and I have to learn over and over and over and over again. Whether we get to the point of being able to say with the Apostle Paul, I have learned, at least you can say, I'm learning. <laughs> to be contented in whatever condition I'm in. Proverbs 3.24 says, when you are in wisdom's path, you know what's going to happen? When you are in wisdom's path, here's what it said. If you sit down, you're not afraid. In fact, the word shalom, which is complete wholeness. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Look at verse 26. The Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. In other words, when you are in wisdom's path, your bounty, your reward, your dividend will be peaceful contentment in life, regardless of what's going on around you. You'll be blessed coming. You'll be blessed going. You'll be blessed because you knew the secret of contentment. Then Solomon goes on to give us some of the things that we do as we walk through wisdom's path. Number one, he said, you will not withhold good to whom it is due. You will not plot evil. You will not be argumentative and difficult to get along with. That you will not be envious of the temporary or at least the appearance of the success of the wicked. All of that is not going to affect you. Beloved, let me ask you this. Are you walking in the path of wisdom? Are you walking in the path of wisdom? Do you trust the Lord with all your heart without modifications? Do you place the trust, complete trust, in His Word, above your wants and above your feelings? Do you want wisdom's bounty? I believe with all my heart can be yours today. Dr. Michael Youssef with a powerful word from his series, Got Wisdom? Stream all of Dr. Youssef's messages at any time at ltw.org, the Leading the Way app, through your smart speaker, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, right here on the radio. Thanks for listening. Well, that music means I must say goodbye. But plan to join Dr. Yusuf next time for more Leading the Way. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.